and welcome to the Go Sell Something podcast. I'm Rob Murphy, and at Affinity, we multiply your profits by helping you build and optimize your sales team. We have with us today Mr. Jim Webster. Jim has built a great career selling insurance for the past 29 years. He spent 17 with Northwestern Mutual selling personal products and the past 12 with Arthur J. Gallagher selling property and casualty. He's got over 150 dealerships across the country between power sports, motorcycles, cars, all kinds of things. He has never had a salary. He's been on commission since day one, and he still is today, 100%. Jim, thanks so much for your time today. Good to be here. Yes, sir. So great to have you, man. Jim also, by the way, has been there for me and my family a whole lot in the past. An awesome guy. Uh, awesome family. Jim, most industry experts estimate the failure rate at 70 to 80% for producers like you. It's not an easy world to succeed in. Certainly wasn't easy for you when you got started. I know you made 12000 bucks in that first year. Can you tell us a little bit about that year? What was that like? Well, I was straight out of college. I was young worked hard believe it or not it's just that the, the people i was i was first of all doing personal life insurance disability insurance health insurance and obviously when you're young like that you're who you can easily see is your peers uh and obviously you work on referrals so the whole the whole theory there is to work up <laughs> right into better uh, age group and all you know more needs with families but it was, you know, I was newly married, young, in love, and working. And looking back, for me, it was a great training ground. I mean, it was. Uh, sure. But you mentioned we obviously were just newly married, so we didn't have kids. We didn't have a family. So making $12,000, believe it or not, worked at the time. Gotcha. It would not today, but it did at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Leanne yeah. was okay with, with 12,000 bucks in year one. She wasn't concerned about that. Well, ironically, Leanne had a job and was actually making a little money and it just, she didn't like it. didn't work out. So she retired on me pretty quick there. <laughs> <laughs> so then I will mention, she started with RUF, which is a campus ministry at the university of Tennessee. And kind of a dream job for her. She met with college girls and really got in their lives and made sure things were going there. She was kind of doing that world. I was doing personal life insurance, disability health insurance world. And it worked. What did you do when your back was a little bit against the wall there? Leanne retires. You're not making a whole lot of money. Young, married, in love. Did you question, you know, is this the right thing for me or not? What was your thought process there? Well, I must admit, I mean, I kind of talk about it lightly, but there were definitely some tough times in those, you know, financially at times. Mm -hmm. I I must admit, God was gracious to us. We didn't have any huge health issues. There was none, none, we didn't have any big tragic things ever happen. And we need to be thankful for that. Absolutely. But I mean, I must admit, I mean, I tend to run even now, but especially I would run then. And when I run is kind of when I try to clear my head and, and think about things and pray. And it definitely had some times where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not making a ton of money. I, I enjoy what I do. I'm kind of a people person. Right. But I guess things happened there to where it, it again, God was kind of gracious to us and, and we didn't have any real huge needs to make big money, at least at that time. Sure. At what point did you feel confident that 
this is what you're doing. You're all in. At, at one point, I did, through some referrals, get into a business. And we did like a group health plan for the business. And okay. I was like, okay, rather than me do an individual here, I, I mean, I just did 32 employees in a group health plan. And that, that, that added up and that went well. So I knew at that point, okay, maybe my direction needs to go more to commercial. Mm -hmm. I'm still seeing people. I'm still helping people. I'm still helping businesses in that regard. So so at that point, I was like, okay, this is where I need to flip kind of some gears here and get, I guess, more uh, in tune to commercial insurance needs. Sure. So as you made that transition from Northwestern Mutual to Arthur J. Gallagher, you got into the commercial side. I know some things um, picked up for you, as you mentioned, and then obviously you had a long path from where you were to where you are now and working with a ton of people across the country. Tell us a little bit more about how that pathway worked out for you from small time in it to working with 150 automobile and power sport dealerships everywhere in the world. Well, ironically, a blizzard hit <laughs> in New York and two guys were stuck in a blizzard at I think maybe an Applebee's and one of my counterparts that worked with me and then an, another guy who worked for a pretty big, he worked for Hart Avison Financial Services and they were having a, a drink and he discussed the Hart Davidson Financial Services discussed how hard it is to place some coverage in that world and my counterpart was like, well, I think we can help you. So believe it or not, I need to thank a blizzard, whenever that was, in <laughs> nowhere in New York. <laughs> That's amazing, uh, man. That guy who worked, one of my counterparts, kind of got me with him, knew I had some past experience in some dealership coverages. And, and I, I guess that's, again, to say, I mean, if you're working hard, sometimes it works out. I mean, I don't mind telling you, you mentioned, you know, 70, 80% don't work out. I mean, I can sit here and name a whole lot of names <laughs> sure. that I kind of started out with and they've done well in other things. I mean, I get that. And sometimes sales is not meant for everybody. Sometimes timing works out and sometimes getting out there and, and seeing what happens works. Absolutely, man. Was that moment, the blizzard moment, was that what you would say was kind of the biggest victory moment in your career, or is there something else that comes to mind as a water? Well, what, what comes to mind personally is I had been working on a, a sizable group of motorcycle dealerships uh, that were Tennessee, Texas, California, big group. Mm -hmm. And they were a January, January 1 renewal. And again, kind of the stars aligned. Everything worked out well. A lot of work in there. Actually, they were in Brentwood. So I know you're from Brentwood. Yep. A lot of things came together that, again, I, I've worked some of those where the stars align and, and everything worked out perfect. And then I've worked many, many others to where it just didn't work out at the time. And you just got to go for the next one. But Jaren one win that I got was over a million-dollar account. Wow. And, and it, it did. It, kind of changed the way my future went at that point because you know obviously you hit a few of those and they refer you to others that are in that world and, and it, you know can kind of go from there 
And that really ties into one of my big questions I wanted to ask you today. One of the best things you've ever told me is you've given me advice throughout my sales career was to always keep a few whales in play because you never know when you might land one that changes everything. Could you share a little bit about how you balance that time? I know you've got to maintain your current clients. You've got to get the steadier, the smaller wins on a consistent basis to keep things moving forward. But you've also, like you said, you've got to keep a few big ones in play because you never know when you might land one and that could change everything. What do you do as far as how you manage your time between those three kind of key functions? So obviously, as as I kind of tell myself, you know, the bills are going to get paid by my, you know, my normal client that pays normal premium. But like what you mentioned, you've got to have, I always say five or even seven really big opportunities to where, again, like if the stars align, you're going to, it's going to be a win and it's going to be a big win. Right. Because what happens in that world is if you've heard me a few times about referrals, referrals are everything. If I don't get referrals, I'm dead in the water because change happens, unfortunately. So you can't just sit on what you got because change happens. It's a tough balance, though, because obviously you know, my clients, they buy vehicles and they drop vehicles and they have wrecks and we have thefts. And it, it's busy as it is, but you've got to keep, I guess, the top line. <laughs> That's kind of our term. you got to keep a few. Well, obviously, got to keep things moving in, in general, but it's it, to have some big ones in there to where things align right, it, that, that's kind of a, a game changer. Yeah, and I just can't imagine what all you have on your plate, especially as you get into the claim side of things. I know you've got to end up personally handling a lot of those claims on a nationwide basis. How do you manage that time balance between work and family? Um, you know, and even for those who don't know, Jim and his family took in me and my wife when we were. Uh, between living arrangements in Knoxville back in the, the glory days. And so you're, you're taking in people like us to live in your upstairs and you're managing claims across the country and hanging with your wife and your three kids. How do you make all that work? Well, oh, let me add, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a unique breed. Uh, you know, like the song, I was country when country wasn't cool. Well, I was a remote <laughs> home office employee before remote was cool. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's another dynamic that's a little interesting. I have been out of my home since 1999. Wow. 20 years, obviously. So even Leanne, my wife, was, was laughing. You know, the whole world's kind of come home and been remote, obviously, since, since the virus. She's like, look, I've been through that for 20 years. You made it <laughs> You made it cool, Jim. You were the trendsetter. There we go. There we go. It's a challenge. It's tough. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little older now, and I think Rob can attest. I try to exercise, and that's part of things. Obviously, the, the beauty of me being at home is I, Leanne, would stop the floor, and I'd run up or down and, and see the first steps of the little ones way back when. And Wow. There were some great things in that. There were some challenges in that. I mean, there's been many times where Lynn says, okay, you need to leave and take <laughs> your cell phone with you. <laughs> right. So that there's definitely, and I think now anybody can kind of relate to that at this time. So Sure. But it, it, it's a hard balance. I'm not saying I've mastered it. I've, I've, I try to do the best I can. What would you say to somebody getting into the insurance sales game today? 
Um, you know, I think over the years, I don't know, you know more than I do, but it seems to me it's gotten pretty saturated, a lot of competition out there. Like any industry where there's a lot of need, there's a lot of competition. Do you think the industry's changed as far as how difficult it is, or do you think it's stayed about the same? And what would you tell somebody who's thinking about getting into it today? You know, there's some interesting chapters to that. First of all, there is a real shortage of 20-year-old, 30-year-old, I guess that's the Xers, is that right? Or the millennials? One one of those. (laughs) One of those, yeah. (laughs) There is a huge shortage, a huge need to where, Hmm. you know, I'm I'm almost 50. A lot of the insurance industry is 50 plus. And Hmm. there's a real short, I mean, there's a huge shortage in the insurance world. I keep on hearing that from everywhere for that matter. That's interesting, man. I had no idea. But the but the flip side to that is that obviously there's the websites where you can just go buy coverage and mm-hmm. and everything, you know, online, just like anything, you know, things are changing. I, I would definitely say it's harder now than it was. I mean, I can even tell you quickly, it's it's much harder to get a quote for a number of reasons. I mean, loss ratios right now are, are I mean, people don't realize the wildfires in California, the hurricanes, the ice storm, snowstorm that just mm. hit Texas and Louisiana. I mean, those are all sizable insurance catastrophic claims that these carriers are having to try to figure out. And and their loss ratios are upside down. And and the bad news to that is that we all pay more in insurance premiums. So, sure. you know, as an agent, as a broker, that's not the best conversation with your client. <laughs> I mean, it does sometimes create opportunity with your future people you're talking to, but that, that again, going back to the balance of trying to maintain it. Sure. Well, man, that's, that's fascinating stuff. And that'll kind of wrap up our time today. I don't want to take too much of yours, but I really appreciate you coming on, Jim. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. To everybody listening today, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us. I know I learned something. Hope you did too. Go sell something. <laughs>